1: For a limited time, Star Talk Radio listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. Visit RosettaStone.com/starttalk. That's fifty percent off, unlimited access to twenty-five language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your fifty percent off at RosettaStone.com/starttalk today. Welcome. Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now.
2: Welcome back, welcome back to Star Talk. This week we're on Mars with Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian, Maeve Higgins, funniest woman here. <laughs> oh, oh. That includes all the women in the I audience I think the Earth yeah. is okay, are, pretty are, yeah. good
3: All the women on the panel, one
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim Green, uh, D- Division of Planetary Science at the Science Mission Directorate at NASA Thank you. Thank you. And our beloved Eugene uh, Merman, everybody So we've been talking about Mars Andy, uh why did you? How did you pick that place on Mars, uh, Acidalia Planitia? Yeah, Acidalia, Acid plane. Uh, how yeah. did you pick that place? Uh, I, wa- I I had
4: the plot line. Hey, more spoilers. He goes to pick up the Pathfinder, and um, he so I wanted the to path- name. Path- <laughs> Pathfinder's the name of another spacecraft. It's spacecraft in landed in 1990- 1997. <laughs> but. Um, I, w- I wanted him. That was a plot point I wanted right from the beginning. Is that he goes and recovers Pathfinder to communicate? Was he looking for life? Is that why they were there? Oh well, the the excuse I gave for why they were in Acidalia Planitia. The motivation. Is okay. Okay. <laughs> the the reason I wrote it that way was I wanted him to be a good distance away, but an achievable distance, so there'd be this adventure of getting there and getting back. So I wanted him to be about 800 kilometers away from Pathfinder. So I kind of drew a circle around Pathfinder and said, "Where's a cool place for him to be?" I chose Acidelia Planitia because at the time before Curiosity went and ruined everything a lot of people believed that Acidalia Planitia was the, uh, an alluvial plain where water had flowed and so I, I decided the reason they chose that landing site was that it would have many many layers of geological history all mm. in one place and they could sample them all just like it, it turns out it owners. was just the bottom of the ocean that's right it's the bottom, so of, it's the an, it, it's bottom of the ancient ocean on Mars it's the bottom of an ancient mm. ocean so it would still be cool but there's much better places to go if you're going to have a manned mission no sp- but it was yeah. Aries three. I mean, the, all the good spots had already been taken, right? <laughs> the,
3: lands, the beautiful landscapes that, like, I saw in the movie—is that what it looks like? Like yeah, the, uh,
5: Ridley did a really great yeah. job because we gave him enormous amount of imaging and things yeah. that he could look at and they ran around the world. Uh, you know, Art Max, a uh, production designer who, who is also up for Academy Award, um, went out and they they found locations and they went to the Where? desert in Jordan.
3: Where Jordan? In Jordan. In Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
5: a desert called Wadi Rum in Jordan oh, and wow. that's all the
4: exterior shots. Ridley Scott loves practical effects. Like the sandstorm, you'd think that'd be just a bunch of people walking around in a CGIC sandstorm right yeah. new big big sound studio way the hell larger than this entire auditorium and a big pile of sand and some really powerful fans <laughs>
3: that was cool. those, poor
4: those actors were falling over and stuff because they were being blown over <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my God. so wow. Oh wow
4: yeah it worked it looks I beautiful. thought that
3: was a set I can't think <coughs> that was the place Jordan
4: uh, yeah.
2: Beautiful. yeah. on earth yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's the same uh, place
4: they filmed uh, Lawrence of Arabia
2: ah oh, wow. love that doc Hmm. <laughs> so, there is a strong argument that uh, our robots, our rovers, are doing a great job, but wouldn't it be cool to send people there, right? That would be fantastic because they would make discoveries. Absol- absolutely. So, here's what I want to know. We find the weeping craters, right? Yeah. Can curiosity just drive over to one? No, uh, but we are looking for what perhaps. do you say
5: no. Why not?
4: <laughs> Let's get into it. All right, so he's got to be nice. He's got to be nice because he works for NASA and he's got to be all diplomatic. But I can go ahead and say I'm not a big fan of planetary protection.
2: <gasps> dun, dun, dun. So two things, everybody, if just to get hit. Planetary defense is where we keep the Earth from getting hit with an asteroid. Or I comet. am a fan of that. Yeah, well, that's there is no evidence, no evidence that the ancient dinosaurs uh, had a space
0: program. Almost certainly did not. Almost certainly. not even the T Rexes?
4: (laughs) They had had stubby little arms they 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 couldn't.
2: (laughs) At least that's the speculation. So, anyway, that's a serious matter. But then there's this other expression which is very important, which is planetary protection, which is essentially the prime directive. Can't violate. Yeah, directed, and so uh, that is where humans show up and contaminate the surface with our microbes and barf,
0: and so So we're not going to Mars because we're afraid of giving it germs.
5: Uh, well, what we are afraid of is taking our germs with it, bringing back samples and say, oh, we found Mars germs. So we don't want to do that. So planetary protection also...
2: Hold on, we do want to find Mars germs. Oh, we
5: do we want to do want to that. Yeah. But we Mars don't want to farm our
2: own germs. That's that right. Because why we don't you use there. gloves? <laughs> So you Problem hit, solved. Eugene. <laughs> well they could you've hit the nail on the head. They do space they gloves. They, they have c- space <laughs> gloves and space solvents that kill everything and space <laughs> ovens that kill even they more do. stuff with certainly we crazy do. dead. We do it. We cannot send the Curiosity rover over there, which has been on the surface of freaking Mars for three years, irradiated with ultraviolet of death and night and hot and cold, and there's some concern that there's something still alive on the outside of it. Well, this
5: is a really good point. Maybe we can, in the sense that we are indeed looking at whatever microbial human life we took with curiosity, whether it might still be alive or not. And if How we do could, we do that? Well we do that through computer programming. Oh, you know, we hire Andy's trust firm me, and, trust <laughs> and me. bring him back on the so job. So you're saying there's an app for that. <laughs> <laughs> there might be. Sure. There's so many. Yeah. But it, but you know, we do that analysis and then we've got to be able to demonstrate what, um, what, what kind of what we call bio-burden, what kind of material might be uh, on the rover that, uh, that if it's gone or it's at such a low level, then we might be able to creak over to uh, what would be a weeping area so, and, and so take a good look at So you're afraid that
0: something would, get, would go from the curiosity Correct. To and Correct. then so, a bunch of birds would form, or what? The, like, the, what's the, concern, the practical yeah, the, fear? The,
4: the concern is that we will basically infect Mars with Earth life and displace the local population with Earth microbes. Well, microbes. that
2: would be the, the end-of-the-world, evil, uh, mad person scenario. But right. more likely is you think you found something that you really haven't. Right. right. That, I mean,
5: we really want to find life beyond earth so that is the significance of water right that is the significance of water We believe on the surface that I mean, at least life that we deal. know has to have water and so now that we're finding how rich mars is with actual water uh, that really bodes well for us giving it a shot to find that find these places where water exists because everywhere the, on earth there's water
2: everywhere <laughs> there's something alive that's right
5: yeah they're they're, they're related we've been following the water concept of how we do Mars research now for well over 10 years, and it's really served us cr- quite well. So, so, but we're going to have to design something pretty special to be able to do that. And we'll have to bake it, and we'll have to do a variety of things to protect to it. To make it
2: super sterile.
5: Super sterile,
2: so, and then go there and find indigenous life. What would be the significance of finding life on Mars?
0: Ah, well, But would you know, prove Buddhism is true. <laughs>
2: Well, o- only only if that was you that went. There. <laughs> it well,
5: would validate David
0: Bowie's
2: eternal question. Yeah. <laughs> yes. wow. No, I think it would change the course of human it history. It would. Absolutely. I think everybody would think differently about what it means to be a living thing in the cosmos. If I can offer my opinion on that, it's um there
4: If we found actual life on Mars, or fossilized evidence of past life on Mars, we would then very quickly discover one of two things. Either one, Mars was, well, three things, I guess. Either one, Mars was infected by Earth, by some natural process in the past, like maybe material from Earth got kicked up by an asteroid That's not so likely. More likely is. More likely is Earth got infected by Mars, Meaning that, like, life managed to travel through natural means from Mars to Earth. That's the kind of panspermia theory in that there was... It, life evolved in one place once in our solar system, but managed to infect two planets.
0: We're the Martians we're looking for. We are.
4: <laughs> in that scenario. <laughs> yeah. There is a good chance, Yeah. if you look around this room, there is a good chance that what you're looking at is a bunch of alien invaders. Um, and then the Are third you talking possible. about
3: me? Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. That's right. <laughs> with, with alien of extraordinary ability visas. Yes. Well, <laughs> the,
3: the
4: rust-colored car. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, and then the other opportunity is equally exciting, possibly more exciting, is that if life independently evolved on Mars, if that were the case, then that would mean, okay, there, we have a sample of two planets here, both of which had, like, have or had liquid water on them, both of them developed life. This implies, does not prove, but implies that life is almost an inevitability. Every an every location. That's why
2: it's everywhere. Everywhere,
4: everywhere. all yeah. over so the that's universe. That's why we want to so explore. Be, that would be a, a huge, huge discovery. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> right on. Yeah. So, Jim... One of the traditional supposed evidences of life would be hmm. natural gas, methane.
5: Methane, yeah. And we're finding that now on Mars, too. You know, many years ago, from ground-based telescopes, we, we looked through the methane that's here on Earth in our atmosphere, through that, to Mars, so we made a very difficult measurement and discovered that Mars has m- vents of methane. And vents.
2: Uh, Yeah. The, How a, big it, is a vent of methane? Well,
5: uh, it just weeps out. I don't know. could be as big as this auditorium. I, we really don't know. But there is a season uh, for which the, the methane really takes off. Fart and it's in the season. summer. It's in the summer. <laughs> so ma- methane can be generated abiotically. You, you know, you can have How would you make natural methane without living things ah well you need water you need the right minerals and you need a heat source <laughs> what's the right mineral uh olivine. No, no no uh, yeah. rock yeah, yeah it's, in the rock. It. it's in what the rock what is it olivine it's in the rock it's greenish under a microscope uh, it has veins Yeah, it has veins, sure I mean, yeah <laughs> well,
0: what's in Tell us the truth, diplomat What's in olivine?
5: It? It's carbon
0: what's in If that makes you house? feel good, Bill, we'll go with that yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> What's in olive? What's in it's carbon It's carbon, yeah, you got to have a source of the carbon you got to grab the carbon
0: Why didn't you call it carbon the first time, though? <laughs> well, because <laughs> it's not elemental carbon ah uh-huh. That's why he called it
5: olivine
2: no, it's bound up in a mineral <laughs>
5: Right, and so, um, it, you know, that's abiotic. But biology, of course, is, uh, is really a potential one. We see these methane blooms, so to speak, during the summer months from our telescopes. Very controversial. When all
3: the little Mars cows are out to graze.
5: Well, well that's we, we, we now know there's no Mars cows. Cause are they we well, maybe underwater
0: them. Mars cows?
5: <laughs> well, they have to be, you know, when when, uh, the, the, uh, when, it, when the climate and everything is severe. You go underground. You get into the rocks.
3: Down and to the glacier.
2: Par- pardon?
3: Down to the glacier. Down to the glacier. Well, well, glacier. Down, well into, into the like glacier, right. Water,
2: yeah. Sure. Yeah. But, but, uh, so you're saying there's possibility abiotic is no, no bio, no life. No life. But it's also generated. possible that there's some Mars probes oozing yeah, natural
5: right. gas. So Curiosity has measured that methane. So now there's no doubt Mars does indeed. Uh, How do we measure
2: methane from... 4 billion kilometers away or whatever.
5: Well, we do with curiosity.
2: Curiosity sitting Rover on the surface. It's a Mini Cooper. Yeah, it's a Mini Mars. Cooper. It brings
5: in that atmosphere and just dissects it and looks at everything in it. And uh, during it is, certain times of the year, it, it uses sees its the snows. Yeah, it sniffs real well. Well, it's spec- you it's know, a few parts right? per billion, it can uh, it can get. Oh, that's very good. Jim, yeah. is it is it a spectrometer or a spectroscopy yeah. or which one? Yeah. Uh, so um, uh, they actually measure the isotopes. Yeah. You know, so they really handle the individual molecules. Uh, by shining
2: a laser through it, or with, by squirting it at high speed in a vacuum, or something. So they have. you s- have to kill us. No, we
5: don't have to kill you. uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you maybe do.
4: (laughs) No murder today. Today.
5: But uh, the methane that's leaking, uh, you know, we've done the analysis, and it looks like it's coming right through the soils where Curiosity is sitting. They measure it during the day, and we know the winds during the day in Mount Sharp around where Curiosity is sitting, all moves away from the crater. So there's no way that the methane that's being generated at other locations can come down to Curiosity. So it has to be leaking right through the ground. So if we really uh, uh, follow the methane, uh, you know, we might be heating our HABs with a source of methane underground. It's another, <laughs> another <laughs> example of uh, how you'd use the environment. Uh, Follow
0: the methane. I always say
2: that. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, and so uh, along that line. How how often does that come
0: up that you say that? Eight times so far. (laughs) Okay.
2: If you're stuck in an elevator, the uh, uh, along that line, uh, things have come from Mars to the Earth. Mars gets hit with something, right? And they like ALH eighty-four thousand one. Yeah, so what happens, of course, is
5: big impacts and Mars what's, gravity. What's,
2: what meteorites are you talking about?
5: ALH 84 uh, O. Allen Hills. Allen Hills right. is a place in the Antarctic. And every summer, we go down to the Antarctic, get in snowmobiles, and we go across the ice sheet. Have you done this for fun? No, not yet. Eugene?
0: Uh, no, but it sounds like you're describing G.I. Joe. <laughs> Oh, yeah,
2: when they had to get one of the parts of that death ray thing. that Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> so here's the thing. When you find a rock on the ice... It's black. It, you see it. I mean, it. I mean, just, there's, there's no right other there. way to get there. The only yeah. way for the rock to get there is from the sky.
5: That's right. right. So, well, it, you know, it falls in, gets embedded in the ice, and the ice moves, and then some of that stuff just gets uncovered over time. And so, you know, we'll we we'll gather 600 to 800 uh, rocks, you know, meteorites now, and bring them back and analyze them. And in that set, over the years, we've found um, uh, about hundred. Meteorites from Mars. How do we know they're from Mars? Ah, so when you look at the gas, ah. <laughs> <Shurgatites>. <laughs> Yeah, So when you look at the gas that's trapped that inside, weird comedy right there. Yeah, yeah. So so when you uh, look at the gas that's that trapped wasn't a joke. inside, joke. They're called the sugarites.
4: They're again. called That's uh, uh, not a joke. Yeah, they are yeah, yeah, They are well, called they had a
5: technical name, uh, you know, when they were first found, and then when we determined that they were from Mars, we call Mars. Meteorites now. Yeah. But. <laughs> but first they were called sugar sugar tites. T- Sugar tights Sugar tights. Like, you know what Gibson was sugar.
3: like arrested not, for calling it's, yeah, that was not different.
4: sugar tits. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. sugar yeah. tights yeah. So what happened was they found. They were analyzing it back before they knew that they were from Mars. They were analyzing meteors that they'd found all over the world. And they said, like, most meteors have this kind of chemical composition. A smaller percentage of them have this other chemical composition. And we don't know where. And we don't know why they're different. And then there's this teeny tiny percent of them that have this yet more unique one. They found out that the, the big ones come from the asteroid belt, the, the bulk of them, then the, the smaller set come from the moon. That got, you know, things hit the moon, it gets knocked off and comes here. And they're like, but we don't know where this is. And for years they speculated on what the sugar-tight main body was. They're like, we don't know. Something out there is a single thing that all of these little things. Well, was came the original
2: from. one named after a place? It was a doc, it was a
4: scientist I think who isolated it. it. Johnny Sugar. Johnny Sugarites. Sugar yeah.
2: Um, and then um, and he was mostly tight. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> but then anyway, so But then when Viking landed. You put this. You put this meteorite in an oven and you. Yeah, crack yeah. It so open. you you look at the trap gases. How yeah. did you, you have a vacuum chamber and you have some stainless steel sure, rock sure. cracker openers? Yeah, you guys. Want going to science the shit out of this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh,
5: I mean...
3: Has that phrase, like, echoed around NASA's offices since it was in the movie? Like, are you tempted to say it daily?
5: No, I try not to. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but it's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't say it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, that's ALH0080... Uh, 84 ALH, is a famous, yeah, right. is a, a famous
5: one yeah. there's murchison murchison is a different one but you know when you look at the gas on alh and the allen hills meteorite and now we have uh, measured the gases a uh, uh, high percentage on mars they're identical and that's what really was the clue that said, these are from Mars. Now, uh, Merchantson uh, was another meteorite, came down in the um, you know, 1970s sometime, maybe 77, 79. And it is a completely different type of meteorite. It's a what we call carbonaceous chondrites in another pile. It's also small, small number of piles. And this meteorite's got amino acids. This meteorite is really one of the primitive ones. The amino acids, the like,
0: building blocks of life. Yes. yes. <laughs> a yeah, a bunch carbon of carbon double
2: bond, oxygen double bond, some stuff. Hang on. Uh, and so the meteor, uh, the amino acid is a, like a, mo- a complicated molecule, and it survived going through the Earth's atmosphere and yeah. smashing into yeah. something.
5: Yeah right and and so what we believe is happening here is these amino acids these basic building blocks of life are part of uh, our collapsing cloud that created our solar system, and then they are running around seeding all our planets over time. So Mars, Is there a
2: plan with that? No. <laughs> uh, well, there
5: might be a grand plan. We yeah. haven't uncovered. So it they enough, hit
2: all these. Uh, they hit all these.
5: Yeah, the Earth. Planets. You know, and um, uh, so these are really a particular uh, of interest to us to get, to get more more information about them. So we're launching a mission to one right now. A really big one. It's called BANU. The meteorite. Yeah, you didn't the hold the
0: contest to name that, huh? Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. Sure. The and the site. winner was Bennu. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you didn't hold a very extensive contest. <laughs> well,
2: it was an ancient, an ancient god. He got the got the name. Uh, the name mm-hmm. uh, came from an ancient god, and uh, it's a big. Um, Asteroid, we're going to try to learn more about the primordial solar system so that we can yep. answer these deep questions.
5: And that Where mission is called from? OSIRIS-REx that we're going to launch in September to go to Bennu.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: How hard could it be? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my, my, uh, just my
4: one little story about ALH 84001. I got to go to NASA. It was one of the perks of writing a book. that they, um, I got to go to NASA for a bunch of tours, and they brought me to the Did media. they know
3: you were there?
4: Did, yeah, yeah, right.
3: <laughs> um, it no, was I just was on the regular Keeping a tour.
4: step ahead of security the whole time. It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they gave me a tour of the meteorite lab, and um, the, the guy... Where was it? this in, in uh, At, At Johnson Space Center. Yeah. yeah, they, they, yeah. they curate all our meteorites. In yeah. Texas. Yeah, yeah. 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 And And um, the guy was showing me various meteorites, and, and he's like, and now this one, and I, I could tell, I knew it from the shape. I, I was like, oh, that's ALH 84001. He's like... Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I felt a little Does proud Does he hold it? Does, or is no, it it's, in in a bag. it's in a bag. Well, nice first little... off, it's a clean room. Mm-hmm. So you're all dressed up in the bunny suits. And then, and then additionally, that, that sample about is in a sealed bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, other, the other silly thing I'll say is that my, you know, once I started making uh, pretty good money off of the book, my, my, my stupid pointless impulse purchase was I bought a Martian meteorite. I, I own one. <laughs> Uh, it's at home. It's How about it's about 33 grams? It's a it's a little sample. Yeah, but he didn't buy it from NASA. You got to no, no, no. From, <laughs> this is legal. Things that just fall to the ground from space are belong to whoever picks them up first. And
2: <laughs> no, there's yes, rocks. This is real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's a guy called the meteorite man, the me- meteorite
0: hunter. Yeah, is actually just the guy. It like it. Yeah.
5: Contact him. So so, so good, great places to find them because they do look like normal rocks in many ways, you know, like the Sahara Desert. So there's a lot of uh, Bedouin tribes that uh, that will go out and find meteorites and bring them in and, and, and sell them.
0: How do they know that they're... How do the Bedouins prove that they're meteorites?
5: Well, you Chemical see there's analysis. sand and then there's a rock sitting on top of <laughs> it.
0: And there's no way that rock would be from Earth. That would be idiotic. <laughs> yeah. No, they have... <laughs> they look different. My bad. <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> they look different. And, you know... Well, sure! I don't know how the
4: Bedouins... I don't know how the Bedouins tell them apart, but then the scientists analyze it and the makeup, and they can tell whether or not it's from the asteroid field, the moon, the Mars, whatever right else. else. It's, and so my, my little rock comes with all the paperwork to prove right.
3: and it. And how much was it? <laughs> <laughs> is that rude? What? Was it like $5,000 or like... Oh, yeah.
4: it was A more than more. that. <laughs>
3: 33
2: grams is more than 5K? Yeah, it was about 10000 bucks. I think <laughs> so. Andy's doing all right, ladies. I'm just saying. (laughs) So I
4: acknowledge but you know, it's a silly purchase, but man. No, it's it's so so cool. cool. Not the someone
0: who wrote The Marches. (laughs)
4: No, I think it's pretty cool, man. No, everybody who comes over to my house, I'm like, see that rock that's from Mars. No, really.
1: Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you.
2: Welcome back. I'm Bill Nye, uh, hosting this week. Up here on stage, we have Andy Ware, who wrote The Martian, the book and the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Maven Higgins, uh, <laughs> who's now <out> <laughs> Maven. <laughs> Maven's a spacecraft. You're working on that. Speaking of which, Jim Green, director of Planetary Science at NASA. Jim Curiosity and, uh, Green favorite, and Harmon. MRO. <laughs> Maven, Maeve. No, it's compliment. cool. I uh, might
3: change my name to Maeve, totally.
2: <laughs> well, keep us posted. Uh, so do you guys have, here's what we at the Planetary Society, representing people in over 130 countries around the world. We want to know what's the specific, we have some milestones, some yeah, we'll media markers. we do. Yeah. For yeah, example, so, Well, we're we're doing a number of things
5: in the near-Earth area using space station. Uh, This includes, you know, growing some food on. on Figuring out how to grow food in hydroponics. We use we use a a water solution with a little soil around the. What about air? Oxygen. Uh, we have uh, a variety of processes already in place on Space Station to scrub out the carbon dioxide. But as I mentioned, Mars 2020 will have its own experiment to bring in carbon dioxide from Mars's atmosphere and split out the oxygen, and then store it, and from that we can use it for a whole variety of purposes. It's basically it's it's uh, the real-life version of
4: the what was at the time fictional the oxygenator the, the from Martian, yeah. And it's uh, it's called
5: Moxie, right? It's called Moxie, yeah. That's right. Well, because it's an acronym. Mars Oxygen Exchange. I S R U. And also it isn't ISRU. it
3: like isn't
5: it
4: like she's oh, got so, Moxie?
3: So, it's an, acronym
2: so and an acronym with an acronym. Yeah, of hey, you That's need right. MOXIE no, I want, you want to invent the scuba radar. Oh, you think <laughs> you're gonna go to Mars and make oxygen well that would take a lot of moxie that's right right. now you got it that's That's where they come from oh
5: you're helping her yeah (laughs) okay so that's very important also on 2020 is we have a a ground penetrating radar you know and so for how far does it penetrate it'll go down 30 40 meters you know, and it will be looking for the strata, but also potentially looking for aquifers. For waterfers. Yeah, waterfers, aquifers, as we call them here. No, I like aquifers. Uh,
0: yeah, no, I'll do. go with NASA. <laughs> that's, that's wise. So yeah. look,
2: with that said, are we going to send a mission after that to really go look for signs of life, like serious biz? Well, we're talking about that right now and what
5: that would look like. You know, um, life is um, kind of hard to do if you're making measurements to, to go there. And the reason why is our astrobiologists have defined life this way. It has three basic attributes. It uh, metabolizes, brings in material, and that's where you need the solvent. You need the water uh, to uh, uh, extract uh, food out of it and uh, dump the waste
2: and then exchange material exchange material so an astrobiologist is a biologist of the stars out there uh, no that'd be an astronomer or an Off-side astrophysicist we're so, talking about you biological astrobiology around like this yeah, astrobiologist
5: Exobiologist maybe Well, the astrobiologist is yeah. another one but so so you you, you want to metabolize you want to uh, uh, reproduce but you also life evolves and so it's hard to build an experiment to go do that but life has a whole variety of other attributes
0: no. like oh. it, like uh, dancing it does Like if you found like a cat dancing you'd be like that's a lie well, that's
2: a <laughs> lie let me put it <laughs> yeah. me if put it, it reproduced
0: jim let <laughs> a cat me have sex and dancing yeah. sorry
2: Look, <laughs> let's say hold a second uh let's say you found a weeping crater yeah and it's got water yeah and you got a rover that's got enough power to drive over to the weeping crater walls. Can we just, uh, just for nothing else, can we have a microscope big enough, uh, powerful yeah. enough to oh, see a micro? Oh, we would scoop
5: up the material and bring it in and, and look at it and tear it apart, look for cells, look for uh, uh, this composition. Can
2: we just plan to do that? You know, as you I know, like would say, be, you know You know, some would be of my better. best friends are geologists, You know, and I like rocks. But I want to go up there like we're really going to look for life. Like well, we are discussing
5: board. the next generation experiments that would go do that. How's how, how, how this for a scenario? How, how, wouldn't it be cool if there was one of those RSLs,
4: which is what... RSL rec- is a... Recurring slip lineae, which is what he's been calling
2: a, weeping craters. Weeping craters. <laughs> um,
4: yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if there was one of those within a reasonable range of curiosity right now?
2: And Curiosity's been sitting on the surface and, and, and its little drill bit has been hit by ultraviolet light for three and, years. And, and, three and wouldn't it be
4: cool if we had this entire Mars science laboratory, if you will, uh, but we could sitting just on drive the surface, yeah. and we could just drive over there and look at it. Oh, is, man, that would be awesome if that were only true. <laughs> but we don't
5: because... <laughs> well, we do. No, we
0: have no. But we don't want to contaminate... Putting you
3: the because it's too, oh, because yeah, yeah. it will so, infect the planet.
5: So what what we found by our uh, orbiting satellites is there may be some weeping going on in Mount Sharp and we haven't studied that enough to really determine if that's water or that's material sliding down the hill but if it's water you can't you can't tell the difference from, uh, orbiting from orbit cameras. yeah we have uh, other work uh, others that other are dust slide or a water it? slide right, yeah. right and they're not very long they're not as long as some of the others that we've seen but it but indeed if it's uh, not very long this far or oh no well well Beyond the, with the, the length of this uh, auditorium, uh, so if the you weeping craters to it, that we see though are several football fields long. I mean, they're enormous. Come right down the side of the crater. We don't have a rover near them. No, we don't. But uh, we do on Mount Sharp, and if there if there's RSLs there, the weeping weeping oh, material, yeah. we want to go over there. You bet. We just don't know enough about them yet. All right. Do you so think
0: we will in like uh, half a year?
5: Well, uh, they are several kilometers away, and and um, uh, we'll have to plan a route if we really decide to go over there. And it would it would take probably at least a half a year or a year to get to them, probably. But we got time. We got a we got a gizmo there. Yeah. Well, are
0: you in favor of it going there, if or there, you can't if, answer? If
5: that's water and it's flowing on the surface and it's that close
2: absolutely yeah Whoa. absolutely whoa took a chance take that
5: all
0: start. right <laughs> and is there a chance that there's something that you'll be that you won't even need a microscope that there'd be life that you could see like with waving a camera? at you well, the Very <laughs> no not even like a bug like a ladybug that's like like a ladybug (laughs) now
5: you'd be looking at four complex carbon compounds that you know are down in the water that that are
0: telltale but there would be nothing living in the water that would be obvious to an. well
4: it's not like there's
0: gonna be like a fish not a fish a ladybug (laughs) that lives in the water and swims like a fish.
2: <laughs> you know. So uh, there's people who want to go to Mars one way. Yeah. Right. right. That's not our plan, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, NASA's plan. That's not NASA's plan. I not could understand. Anybody.
3: When I watched the movie, I, could un- I was like, he had such great solitude up there. <laughs> I live in New York, and I was like, oh, the space, <laughs> time.
5: Yeah, you had the whole planet.
3: Yeah, I could understand, and it's a different thing that you're talking about, but I could understand why you'd want to go to Mars and die there. That would be incredible.
2: Well, you had disco music, and you'd have to love that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just, I think you'd notice it right away, though. You can't eat very easily. You get water. It's now a really hard
3: life. Yeah,
0: you can't. Yeah. Breathe. It's not like Costa Rica, but it does. <laughs> You have to it live in a dome, or
5: you no? Know, it's really all about you know you spending as much as your time surviving. I mean, you have to uh, plan ahead. You have to grow your food. You have to, you know, make sure uh, the the um, solar panels that are receiving light that you need the energy for are all dusted off. All the stuff that you know is done in the book and in the movie. Uh, that's
2: a you know sometimes how how many people here want to go to Mars one way, one way?
0: Wow! Look whoa. at whoa. Or are people see raising hands? <laughs> we can't see. I guess, How yeah, many people wanna like go to Mars? We got come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: that would be cool. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it was funny when you asked
3: that thing. question and like one wife put up her hand and her husband's sitting <laughs> right beside her, like, What? <laughs> you wanna go to Mars and not come back? <laughs>
2: uh <yeah.
0: laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't buy into the, um, so there was the thing where they, they had the, the sign ups for, you know, like, oh, you can be on a one-way mission mm-hmm. to Mars, and like, they had like 100,000 people sign up, and I'm like, yeah, By the it's way, pretty easy to fill out a web form, but, but when you were actually on the rocket, you'd be like, wait a minute.
2: By the way, yeah. uh, I just got a message. Neil's watching you. Neil's He's watching making me, making sure you get the science right. He's watching Neil me, DeGrasse making Tyson's sure I got the... An eye on you. Okay, so yeah, all right. I'm,
4: this is for you, Neil. Um, well, he he took me to task last time. I wore these because I knew he would eventually see this. He, he my my last pair of pants at the Planetary Society event where I had like some loose threads on the bottom, and he. Well, like, you're a software engineer. Yeah, right. And you're spending and, all your money on, he took, on rocks. Yeah, and rocks. <laughs>
3: You get a pair of pants.
4: <laughs> okay, so that's one. No. Well, he took uh, you to task? He of- took me to task because of my, my frayed pants. And he's, like, and he's like, Your mother let you go out in the. <laughs>
2: Aww. <laughs> so, Neil, so- I've got good pants. That's good tip. <laughs> so, with that said, uh, you guys, we are, we're coming to a close. <laughs> And I just think it's important. Just to want to mention, I cannot help but mention uh, the recent death of David Bowie. Uh, I mean, the guy was a visionary. He talked about life on Mars. He talked about life in space. Uh, Chris Hadfield, the Canadian astronaut, had a multi-million-dollar view of his recreation of uh, Commander Tom. There was Major uh, Major, Major Tom. Tom. Uh, Major Gee Whiz Bill. Major <laughs> Tom. Major. <laughs> Tom. He's probably a commander by now. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. It better be. <laughs> Better He's still Ash's, up there. Killer star, born in a UFO. I mean, he had a lot of cool stuff. Uh, so, <clears throat> just to just to wrap it up, how do people feel uh, about sending people to Mars? Andy, just give just real quick. Uh, I definitely think that in the long term, uh, we do need to send people
4: to Mars because I want us to be a two-planet uh, species, which means. Um, a catastrophe on Earth, whether it be war, disease, asteroid strike, doesn't eliminate our species. But in terms of scientific discovery, I mean, I hate to go against what most of the people here would want. If all you're doing is trying to discover things scientifically, I don't see a reason to send humans yet. Oh. The reason I want to send humans to Mars is to colonize it. Wow. So
5: you are a computer programmer, and mm-hmm. you can back up your software.
4: Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is, no, that's the thing I say. <laughs>
2: So Jim, why do you want to send people to Mars?
4: 25 years of being a computer programmer has taught me the value of backing up things. And you're afraid to
2: fly, by the way, right?
4: I am, yeah. I'm getting
2: better, though. Good. (laughs) <laughs> Jim, why do you want to send people to
5: Mars? Well, I think it, you know, as explorers, as Americans, this is what we do. When you think about uh, America and how it, 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 it was uh, created over time with, with people coming in that wanted to explore this nation, that wanted to do the pioneering. It's in our genes. There's a lot of people out there that, oh, we can't leave the earth. Well, it must not be in their genes. They stayed home. We're the ones that have colonized America. We're the ones that keep exploring. We are the nation that has been first to every one of our planets and a couple of our dwarf planets, and we're still exploring. This is what we do, and it's critical. The
4: Soviets got to Venus first.
2: Now... Okay. Okay, okay, so I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> well just let we me by say by. that <laughs> space exploration brings out the best in us, and no matter where we're from. I'm serious. Exploring the cosmos tells us more about answering these two deep questions where did we come from, and are I'm we, we alone, alone in the universe? And That's if you right. want to know the answers to that, you have to explore space. And furthermore, whenever we go out there, we solve problems that have never been solved before. And this is worthy of our intellect and treasure. This is what makes humankind a, a worthy species on this remarkable planet in the cosmos. So stay tuned, we'll be right back with Star Talk. <laughs> so now everybody, it's time for the questions and answers from you. So uh, there are microphones up here. We do not. We do not have two turntables. We've only got a few minutes. Uh, so if you are going to ask a question, just make it crisp, crisp, and please um, make it a question. And our hope is, our hope uh, is that it would be about Mars. It would be about the Martian. It would be about so on. Mm-hmm. So is this the first question right here? Go for it. Yes. Okay,
5: so we, we, we've talked throughout the program about you've discovered water on Mars. If we were to somehow be able to transport the water that we found on Mars to Earth,
2: and say you were to make a glass of it, I don't know why, but say you were, what differences from that and Earth water would be apparent if, say, you just had it in your house? and? Well, to- if it's really water, there would be no difference. Well, Would there be a different number of neutrons? Would it's there be the, something no, it's
4: it, the impurities in it. it yeah, it's the, the salts the that are keeping it so liquid anyway, the So anyway, what
2: these guys, geologists are, the worship words for these guys, are gals, is uh, sample return. Mm-hmm. So everybody who's into it, you meet certain geologists, they believe that if you had a sample of Mars, you could tell who was president of Mars three billion years ago because there's so much information in a rock. So along that line, maybe not bringing back water, but bringing back rocks, I hope you, as a taxpayer and voter, will support this. That's a cool question. He's probably neither of those things yet. He's a
3: yet. child. Uh, well, <laughs>
2: someday, yeah. No, it's coming. You can count on the tax thing, especially. Okay. <laughs> uh, who, 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 who's next? Is it all down here? Here we go. In the middle. Wait, you wait, go, wait, wait. He wait, wants wait. To give oh, a He's pin. got a, a NASA pin. Oh, oh, oh sorry, cool. For you, cool. It's the real deal from yep, the real sorry. man. Cool. Next Mm -hmm. question. So, not to knock NASA, but government is (laughs) (laughs) notoriously inefficient. Mm -hmm. And nowadays we've got the private space race heating up. And Elon Musk with SpaceX has said that he wants to send human beings to Mars by, what is it, 2027? Next week. Uh, Next week? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Do you think that he's going to beat you guys there?
5: And if so, why or why not? So, I don't believe it's a race. And we want to help Elon any way we can, okay? So, (laughs) he's got some ideas, uh, he's got different approaches, uh, and that's wonderful. We want to see if they work. We want to be able to help him in terms of where he wants to go. We want to give him the information he needs to determine how to do it. I just want to jump in as well. no, SpaceX is not
4: going to put humans on Mars in the 2020s. Just accept that. Um, also, um, I, I do believe that uh, the first man mission to Mars is my, my belief is it's going to be a large international effort, more organizationally similar to ISS than to the Apollo program. And um, those commercial space companies like SpaceX and, uh, and their competitors are going to be what NASA and the other government agencies hire to put things into orbit. So what I think the ideal situation is NASA makes the ships that go to Mars and makes the stuff that lands on Mars and trains the astronauts that go and probably even they're going to want to make the launch vehicle that puts the astronauts themselves up. But the just raw freight transport of mass up into orbit will be done by these companies. So I think it'll be just everybody working on it.
5: Yeah, it's a team
2: effort. Andy's right. And if we we do this internationally, it will lower the cost to everybody. Yeah, Yeah. Let's get to the great question. There we go. What about
0: Elon, the
2: so, hang we're gonna take people who've gotten in line and everything. So, go ahead. <laughs> Can I call you Bill? Uh, I guess. Yeah, who, you talk,
3: who are you talking uh, to? <laughs>
4: quickly, I just want to say for everyone here, thank you for helping us like inspire us and articulate wonder. I love
3: you, Bill. Uh, I
0: love you, Bill. Bill. Bill.
4: Bill. So, I'm pretty young, and you helped me like. Feel wonder, but as I get older, we also realize that like life is full of infinite possibility, but it's also full of risk. Planetary exploration, um, writing, comedy—it's all full of in- incredible possibility, but incredible risk. What would you say to all the young people here who are realizing that you have to mitigate risk, but also possibility? Like, like does that like for young people? What words of encouragement would you give in terms of oh when you discover something? There might be risk.
2: Well, just keep in mind, in general. Not entirely, but in general, you don't regret what you do. You regret what you don't do. And to accomplish anything, you have to assess the risk, the chances of success. Uh, So uh, this gets into something my parents talked about quite a bit, common sense. Mm -hmm. And they always said, common sense is not that common. (laughs) What you want is this mix of fear and uh, of a belief that you can accomplish something so in general i would say go for it you'll surprise yourself you'll get more done than you think that's what i would say thank you yeah Mm -hmm. here we go jim's handing out the pin yes yes ma'am
0: um yes hello so i was wondering besides things that are already plentiful on earth like water is there anything that would be super valuable to us on mars
5: oh good question Platinum. Um, uh, I think uh, is it it you know, to, to live and out? work you know the methane <laughs> in addition to the water the methane cuz we could heat our habs Paul oh, but are you talking
2: about bringing stuff
5: back like
0: mineral mineral well, I'm or I'm saying yeah like, like do you see a potential for commercial mining like in 100 years or something like is is there something on Mars that we would want here that we don't already have tons of. Uh,
5: You know, that's thinking out of the box and I never really thought about it. (laughs) I'm just Uh, trying to get there. (laughs) My guess would be no, because
4: just simply transporting things from Mars to Earth would make it Better just to get it from Earth, but, or, but if so there's some kind of what, jewelry, what Mars?
0: <laughs> exactly, right? What, no, see, what
4: Mars place. has right now that we lack is an enormous amount of knowledge about the formation of our solar system and the possible formation of life. So that's that's the real asset Mars has for us right now.
5: So you, the word you used was commercial, but if you had said scientifically, that's samples. That's oh, yeah. that's those are a variety of uh, rock samples, soil samples. Um, uh, everything that we can bring back <laughs> and study here on Earth far better than we can with our robotic missions. Or if you bring back a rock this big,
2: I can sell it for 10000 yeah, bucks.
3: You <laughs> buy it. You got a buyer.
5: You know people willing to buy
3: it, right?
4: <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: So let's get to the next question. Thank you. There you go. Good question. You're Hi. welcome. God, Jim, you're fabulous, man, with the pins. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It is not... little close to the microphone.
1: It is not really well known that uh, permafrost in the Arctic is melting very quickly. And it is not, it is, or it is known. It is not very well known. By oh,
2: I see. The not the people don't realize it. People don't realize it. Yeah. yeah that. Well, we should people, tell them. Yeah. Right. Well. Hell, hi. Uh, so
4: it is not really well known that that's uh, a really uh, a problem right now in the art in the poles. And so I'm asking if you can please prove me wrong that we uh, that. That's a runaway greenhouse gas effect is not going to happen.
2: Oh, you mean the clathrate gun. We love the methane gun.
4: The methane gun, yeah. So
2: everybody that there's methane stored in the ice, in the permafrost, and maybe in um, continental shelves. And as the world gets a little bit warmer, these will be released. There'll be a huge amount of methane put in the atmosphere, and the world, the earth will get warmer catastrophically quickly. If you like to worry about things, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) I I worry about it every day, man. So uh, here's the thing, you guys. You can say what you will, but we have people running for president of the world's most influential government who right now, at this point in the election cycle, claim they don't believe in climate change. You guys... uh, Yeah, okay. Just keep in (laughs) mind that you have a chance to vote. And whatever you want to do... I'm not supporting a candidate... I'm not supporting a candidate. I'm just saying I encourage everybody to take the environment into account. And here's why. We can compare Venus to Mars to the Earth. And we're doing that. And we're and it's doing very that. valuable. And what we have learned on these other two worlds is that this one is special. So when it comes time to vote, I strongly encourage you to take the environment into account. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. You know...
0: San Why Francisco, like the notoriously conservative city you are, please. <laughs> we, we are
5: so lucky in, uh, to have in our solar system those other two terrestrial planets because what, what happened on Venus could happen here on Earth. What's happened on Mars could happen here on Earth. And it's a matter of how these planets evolve over time. They were all so very different. And we're just becoming aware of that. And, and that is so important for us to study and understand because it's going to affect our life in the long run.
4: V- Venus's atmosphere yep. is uh, yep. almost entirely carbon dioxide, and it's hotter than Mercury. Draw your mm. own conclusions.
5: Uh,
2: which is much closer. Uh, so, uh, which is yeah. Comparative planetology is something that Carl Sagan talked about all the time. Know your place in space.
4: Yes. sir. next question. Hey guys, thank you very much. Um, I know it's kind of early, but I was wondering what you guys thought about the uh, Planet Nine love Planet Nine. And ah. yeah. yeah. for Planet Nine. Planet Nine. Well, first off, I think if you went back in time to like 1960 and said, in 2015, there will only be eight planets, they would think something very exciting was going to happen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this is, uh, everybody, if you don't know, it's reasonable that there's an enormous body, a uh, planetary body, out beyond the orbit of Pluto. Uh, th- uh, 10 times, 20 times farther from the sun than, than we are. No, 200. 200. That's what I was kidding. 200. <laughs> You're absolutely right. 200 times farther from the sun than we are, and this has gravitational influence out there, and it just shows you there's so much that we don't know right in here in our own solar system. And that discovery was made in your lifetime, and that's yeah. pretty cool.
5: Well, you know, if it's out there, we'll find it. Uh, we haven't found it yet.
2: There's always the... That's th- that NASA confidence.
5: Yeah, well... <laughs>
2: If it's out there, we're going to find it. We're going to find it. How hard could it be? It's a whole freaking planet.
5: I mean, what's yeah, wrong with yeah. you guys? How could we miss it? <laughs> yeah. So we have a huge telescope called James Webb Space <laughs> Telescope, JWST. And what we'd like to do right now is narrow the search area uh, because, you know, uh, the, that, that whole region is huge out there. And James Webb has got such a beautiful mirror and, and it, right in the infrared, right at, a, it's right be at the wavelengths that it'll see it. And we just want to point there and find it and see the disk and understand it and look at it and really try to figure out how it got there because it didn't form there. It had to have formed inside this group of planets we have.
2: Doo, 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 doo. I have been informed this, this next one's the last question. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. Stripe sweater, man, bring it on. This is it. Okay, so. Close to the microphone. Let them hear you outside. Blow the roof off the dump. So, <laughs> I was thinking um, after humanity con- uh, colonizes Mars. The way we will. Yeah. yeah. Um, where are we going to go next as a species?
5: Where would you like to go? <laughs> Europa, maybe? Europa. The solar
2: system is ours. Let's oh, make it it's a piece of cake. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> anyway, Europa has twice as much seawater as the Earth. Are there Europeanian fish people swimming around out there? And if we discovered them, it would change the course of human history, and I want to do it in my lifetime. Yeah. Oh, so I do, So support the work of so. space exploration, and let's change the world. Thank you all very much for coming. Give it up again for Andy, May, Eugene, and Jim. Thank you all Thank you. so much. And Bill. Thank you. And, we'll be, and I'm Bill Nye. We'll be signing books in the lobby in just a few minutes.